This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello again, it's Dusty Thunder, and I have an update for a previous AITA story. This is an update for the Will I Be the Askonaut for Suing My Daughter-in-Law. You remember the one where the daughter-in-law stole 17 grand? Yeah, that one. Thank you all for your feedback. I got many requests for an update, so here goes. We were utter and completely shocked with our son's nonchalant way of handling this and at a loss. We desperately wanted to fight for our son, but since initial confrontation, he had been avoiding us. We decided we would take the advice and call the police to press charges. However, we wanted to let our son know before doing so. Husband and I decided to show up at his office since he had been ignoring our calls and texts. I know this might sound boundary crossing to some, but we desperately wanted to talk to our son. Initially, he got angry and asked us to leave, but he calmed down and agreed to hear us out. We told him our side of the story, and to say the least, he was shocked. He apologized profusely, cried a little, and begged for forgiveness. He told us he was blinded by love, working 14 hours a day and under the impression we had gifted his girlfriend the money. She lied to him. His girlfriend had apparently told him that we wanted to spoil her as our future daughter-in-law, and that we gave her our carte blanche to buy herself nice things as a way to welcome her to the family, and that we'd since changed our minds on spoiling her and now wanted all the money back knowing she can't afford it. She had told him we did that as a manipulative way to force her out of his life, to try and control him. He was also under the impression she'd spent maybe 3 to 5k and not 17k. He was livid, and was actually the one who, in the end, convinced us to pursue legal action. He actually helped us call the police right then and there at his office after our talk. We then went with him home and helped him pack up all of her stuff before she came home. She wasn't on the lease, living rent-free, so kicking her out was no issue. We offered to stay with him for the blow-up, but he wanted to handle that on his own. From what he's told me, she didn't take this lightly. So our son's ex has now been pressed with charges and we're awaiting further information. Like some of you pointed out, it's a sufficient amount and she's been pressed with criminal charges. Our bank has also been informed and we're told we'll likely get our money back. She blew up on the entire family, but no one but our other daughter-in-law is taking her side. Other daughter-in-law is a whole story for another time, perhaps, but we are now glad to officially announce that we are thief-free in the family. We appreciate all your feedback, advice, and engagement. I don't even know what to say. Of course she wasn't being honest. That's not shocking at all. I'm glad that the son finally agreed to hear them out and heard the whole story. And of course, once he heard their story, knew that she had been lying to him too. And thank goodness he did the right thing and got her out of his life. 
or she would have drained his business dry. She would have sent him to jail. Like it, it would have all just ended with everything that he had going up in flames. So yes, he had to go through some pain to make this happen, but it's avoiding ruin for the rest of his life. So it was a necessary pain. And here's a great example of when people give feedback on AITA stories, it actually helping to save people's lives. Happy endings might be rare in the world of AITA, but look at that. We found one. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, and I have another AITA story from Reddit for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for moving to a hotel because my wife's family insisted I sleep on the couch? My wife and I got married last summer. Her family lives across the country from us, so up until this point, I had never actually visited them. But I had met them a handful of times, and we've always gotten along fine. They invited us to come visit and stay with them for a few days, and we took them up on the offer. We flew in yesterday and everything went well. Her dad and I watched football while she caught up with her mom and sisters, and then we had a really nice dinner. But things went south at the end of the night when it was made clear that they didn't want me sharing a bed with my wife while in their home and that they expected me to sleep on the couch. I honestly thought they were joking at first, but they insisted we sleep separately. I had a problem with the implication that I shouldn't be allowed to sleep next to my wife, and I also have a bad back and the couch did not look the least bit comfortable. They don't have a guest room. After arguing back and forth for a bit, I decided to leave and book a hotel. I told my wife she didn't have to come with me. She chose to stay, and I said I'd come back the next day. I went off to a Marriott about 10 miles away, and I got a good night's sleep trying not to let the whole situation bother me. This morning, I called my wife asking when I should come by. She told me her parents want me to apologize for leaving the way I did. I told her that I'm willing to apologize to keep the peace, but they need to acknowledge that it wasn't appropriate to insist that I can't share a bed with my own wife. She said she'd talk to them and call me back. About 10 minutes later, I hear back from her, and she tells me that not only will they not apologize for it, they are now insisting I need to come back and stay on the couch for the rest of our visit, and if I don't agree to this, I'm not welcome back in the house. It's like red flag a palooza up in here. I'm pretty livid at this point. I told her that there's absolutely no chance that I will do that, and I am no longer willing to offer any sort of apology. My wife's sisters are now bothering me saying that this is just the way their parents are, that my wife is very upset, and that I need to just give in and stay on the couch for the rest of the trip before this turns into some sort of family feud. Before, aren't we there already? From my perspective, I don't care what they think, and I'm willing to treat the rest of this trip as a solo vacation, go sightseeing, and meet my wife back at the airport at the end of the week. Am I the astronaut? Update. Wow, I didn't expect this post to blow up the way it did. Thanks for all the responses and awards. I took the advice of one of the posters here to ask my wife and her sisters to meet me for dinner apart from their parents. It was interesting to say the least. After we sat down, I leaned into them a bit about what had happened. I asked my wife if she knew her dad was going to demand we sleep separately, and she said she was surprised by it as well. She'd expect that if I were still just her boyfriend, but we're married now. I then asked them if they all thought it was okay for their parents to act the way they did. They said it wasn't, but they know their father and it's best to just let things go. This led to a somewhat uncomfortable conversation about how controlling he can get, how he angers easily when he doesn't get his way, and that he was already throwing a fit over me disrespecting him by leaving. The reason they were all trying to get me to come back and apologize was because he would find some way to make them all miserable for the rest of the week if I didn't. I told my wife I was really disappointed that she wouldn't side with her husband when I was clearly in the right, and she went sort of quiet. I then asked if they thought this was even about house rules, because it seemed more like their dad was just trying to show me who was in charge. They agreed. 
Up to this point, I had really done everything I could to not escalate the situation, but I started to get really mad that they were all so afraid of how their dad would react. I decided I needed to push back a bit. It's about to go down. I know my wife was mainly here to spend time with her sisters, who she rarely gets to see. So I told them all I was going to move to a hotel by the beach about an hour away in San Diego for the rest of the week, and I'd book a second room for them if they wanted to all join. They don't get to go on trips much, so I figured they'd be excited to get a free vacation away from their parents. They know that their dad is probably going to freak out when they leave, but I think they realize the situation has gone too far, so they decided they would come and deal with the fallout afterwards. Oh, snap. So that's where it all stands for now. I'm about to check out of my hotel and hit the road for San Diego. My wife and her sisters are coming down in a separate car after their parents leave for work. I fully expect their dad to throw a conniption fit when he finds out they left without telling him, but I really don't care at this point. I tried to be the bigger person at every turn, but he pushed this all way too far. Thanks again to everyone for all their insight. OP staged a coup. Bravo, but wow, there's a lot going on here. So when you read the first part of the story before the update, it's like, yes, this is all awkward and that's a ridiculous rule and but whatever it's his house you know his house his rules but you don't have to stay there op stayed at a hotel like that should have been the end of it but then when we get into the update and we hear more about how ragey dad is uh then it becomes a completely separate issue the concern that i have now is that op has convinced all the daughters to stage a coup and you know for him and his wife that's fine because they're leaving they don't have to stay there and deal with it but for op's wife's sisters they're gonna have to deal with it after the fact and if he's super ragey op's not going to be there he's just starting a coup and then leaving like that there's some danger in here he's got to be willing to do something to help protect them in the event that their dad goes super ragey for the coup that he convinced them to start obviously the dad isn't in the right um and he has some serious control issues but um i, I th- I'm, I'm a little worried about what op started here what do you guys think this is different a little scary Am I the astronaut for pulling my daughter from a field trip? My daughter Bryn, female 9, is going on a trip to a nearby water park with her class next week. She loves water and has been talking about it for months, so I was a bit thrown off when she came home crying a few days ago and told me she didn't want to go. I asked her why, and she wouldn't tell me because she thought I'd think she's a bad person. When I finally coaxed it out of her, she said her teacher, Ms. N, has forced her to be the buddy of her classmate Ben for the entirety of the trip. She was to ride the bus with Ben to and from the trip eat lunch with him, and go on all the rides with him instead of spending time with her friends. She then said nobody likes Ben because he whines whenever they have to do work and picks his nose and wipes boogers everywhere. I was horrified, not only because Ms. N had made Bryn do such a thing, but also because she had made her believe she was a bad person for not wanting to. Bryn was the only student assigned a buddy. The rest of the students were free to do what they wanted. Unfortunately, this wasn't my first experience with Ms. N, as she frequently used my soft-spoken, intelligent daughter as the behavior buffer for the naughty boys until I threatened to report her to the superintendent. Holy shit. It's clear to me that Ms. N is still too comfortable with enforcing archaic gender roles on her kids and forcing girls to do unpaid emotional labor for the sake of the boys. Whoa. I immediately sent Ms. N an email condemning her actions. She sent me back an email with a bunch of BS that basically ended with, if Bryn goes on the trip, she has to be Ben's buddy. Fine. I informed her Bryn would not be attending. I immediately booked VIP tickets the same day her class was going 
going so she could still go to the park and see her friends. What happened next I wasn't expecting. I have gotten to know a lot of the moms in her class. When I let them know what Miss N did, some of them were so horrified that they also pulled their kids out of the trip. In total, eight kids out of a class of 20 are either not going or going with us. Today I got an email from Ms. N saying that because almost half the class isn't going, they either have to raise the cost for the other students or not go at all. She practically begged me to let Bryn go and tell all the other parents to let their kids go, promising she wouldn't make Bryn do anything she didn't want to do. I told her she should have thought about that before she tried to make my daughter do her job. Boom. My husband said I was being petty and that Ms. N clearly feels bad about what she did, and I should let Bryn go as I've already gotten my way. He asked me if I really wanted to deprive the children of what they've been waiting for all year. The thing is, if this wasn't Ms. N's first offense, I probably would have agreed. But she has a pattern of this type of behavior and hopefully this will put a stop to it. Plus, if she has to explain this to her superiors, I have receipts. Is my husband right or am I justified? Okay, so the one thing that we have to keep in mind that really seals the deal on all of this is that OP's daughter was the only student who was going to be forced to be Ben's buddy for the day. Everyone else got to do whatever the hell they wanted. And this teacher has used OP's daughter as a behavioral buffer for other students in the past. Those all happen to be boys. The gender part of this aside, using one student to be a behavior buffer for ill-behaved students is bullshit. You can't put that responsibility on a student. Especially one student. What, just because they're an empath, just because they're soft-spoken, just because they're good at calming people down, that student now has to work. Not just homework, not just classwork, but work by babysitting another student when they're supposed to be doing fun stuff. That is horse shit. You can't do that to a student. You can't. And if the school had some kind of policy about a buddy system to make a behavioral buffer, you can't do it to one student. You've got to rotate through, right? It can't always be the same student that gets punished for being an empath or for being emotionally intelligent. This is horrible for this little girl. And the fact that she was made to feel like she was going to be a bad person for not wanting to do it just doubles down on the shittiness of it. You cannot do that to a freaking nine-year-old kid. Holy crap. I think OP's on the right here and taking the stand, pain creates change, right? So yes, this is a painful situation and yes, this affects many children. But the bigger point here is that this drew a line in the sand, this planted a flag that causes enough pain that Ms. N is going to have to to explain to superiors. This is all going to come to light. It is not a one-time thing. Ms. N has done this over and over again, using OP's nine-year-old daughter to babysit badly behaved students who happen to be boys. What Ms. N probably should have done, if students are that badly behaved, they've got to have some kind of teacher's assistant or some kind of behavioral specialist at the school that is assigned to that student, or that student doesn't get to go on the trip if they're that badly behaved. If it's so bad that another student is going to have to miss out to babysit them, why is that student going? Wouldn't they stay behind? Wouldn't the teacher be assigned to babysit them? Wouldn't some other staff be assigned to babysit them? Why a student? Why are you putting that student to work? That's the bullshit part of this. And the fact that it's a repeated problem is the bigger bullshit part of this. So, uh, OP, I'm going to say you're not the asshole. Let me know what you guys think, though. This is a messed up situation. And if this happened with my nine-year-old girl, I would go ape shit. Ape shit. Also, go Chiefs! Hey, it's Dusty Thunder, and I have another Reddit AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for coming home early from meeting my boyfriend's parents? My boyfriend and I went to see his parents for the first time this weekend. 
It's Canadian Thanksgiving. We were supposed to stay Saturday, Sunday, and fly back Monday afternoon. I'm riding this Sunday night, already back in my own bed. My boyfriend's parents greeted us at the airport and brought us home. They then proceeded to ask me if I had drugs in my bag, and I was pretty shocked because who asks that? I said only Tylenol, and they nodded and showed us to our rooms, which meant I got the guest room and my boyfriend was to sleep in his old room. His parents were serving dinner, and during dinner I was asked to pay for my portion of the Thanksgiving dinner. $30. I was pretty shocked and angry because who does that? I've never been asked to pay for someone's ingredient fees when a guest at their place. I didn't answer and then confronted my boyfriend in his room and asked why I was asked to pay. He just says it's something that they ask of their friends as well. When they have a barbecue, they ask people to pay their portion. Honestly, I'm shocked they have friends. I reminded him he has eaten at my parents' place dozens of times and was never asked to pay. He claimed if they asked, he would have, but they never did. Because it's rude to do that to a guest. But his mom came and got me and escorted me to my room. I was fuming and looking for tickets home and texted my boyfriend to say I was going home tomorrow. He called me and begged me to stay, saying his family already don't like me for not agreeing to pay for dinner and I'm just making it worse. I ignored him and rebooked an early flight, which was very expensive, and got a cab to the airport in the morning. I told my friends this, who had confirmed they'd never been asked to pay for a meal while they were a guest, and if they were struggling, why even invite me over? Is this normal practice? Their house was pretty big, I don't think it was a money thing for them. No, OP, I don't think you're the asshole. This is odd. I've never run into this. It might be a cultural thing too, though. I mean, Canadian Thanksgiving. We have a lot of Canadian followers. Is this a Canadian thing? I don't think it is, but is it? Is it? If it's not, is there some subculture that practices this kind of thing? Or maybe it's just this family. No matter what, I think if this is something you're going to do, it requires notice ahead of time. Pulling this on someone out of the blue is bullshit. Which means that boyfriend knew it was coming and didn't warn his girlfriend. And really, I mean, if their son brings his girlfriend, wouldn't they ask their son to pay for his girlfriend's portion? But they didn't. They asked her directly, which is just like, what? The future with this family would be really awkward forever. Maybe you rethink this relationship, or maybe you evaluate how much you really like this guy, because you're going to be putting up with a whole lot of awkwardness for the rest of your life. Maybe think about that. I don't know. You guys tell me, have you ever encountered something like this? I'm saying OP is not the astronaut for refusing to pay and for leaving early because pulling this stunt on her without any kind of prior notice is the bullshit part to me. It's a weird practice, but maybe it's a thing, but not giving her any notice at all is horseshit. And there we have it. She can be thankful for the opportunity to get a glimpse into what her future might have been had she stayed and getting the opportunity to run like hell. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, and I have another AITA story from Reddit for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for flipping out on my fiance for canceling all of the vegan food options from our wedding food menu behind my back? My fiance, 31 male, and I, 25 female, are getting married soon. There wasn't much that disagreed on during the wedding planning except for food. Me and my family are vegans, and there are so many reasons why we chose this lifestyle, and one of them being that we have a history of health issues. My fiance and his family are the complete opposite. They're hardcore meat eaters, which is fine by me, obviously. However, when deciding on the wedding food menu, I wanted to add four to five vegan options. My fiance and his mom objected, saying it was a waste of money over a food that isn't real food. They also argued that this would be offensive for their guests and suggested my vegan options just be the good old salads and appetizers. His mom wanted cupcakes, lol. I said no, because for one, it's me and my family who's paying. And two, I want to make my guests feel welcome, not be treated as second-class citizens by being served 
served salad. My fiance made a face and said, isn't that what vegans eat? I refused to argue about it and said it was final. The other day I found out that he had canceled all the vegan options and took them off the menu completely behind my back. I was seething. I called him at work, but he kept hanging up on me. I went straight to his workplace and confronted him there and just flipped out on him. He was stunned to see me. He at first said it was his mom's idea and then told me to go home because I was making a scene at the office. The fight continued at home and he defended himself by saying that I sort of made him resort to doing this after I kept brushing off his thoughts and input and refusing to accommodate his family. Oh dear God. But there were plenty of meat options. Why can't I get four to five vegan options when I'm paying for it? He yelled that it was his wedding too, not my family's. My family said it was fine and they'll figure it out and told me to let it go, but I refused. Am I the ass cannot for putting my foot down on this? Update. So his mom messaged me earlier to try to get me to listen to what she had to say after I kept ignoring her phone calls. She sent long walls of text just to address what I did at her son's workplace, calling it all kinds of stuff from immature to unhinged. She then went on to explain how she's noticed that me and my family kept acting dismissive of her son's input and contributions to the wedding. She said that she noticed my behavior towards him and her family and wanted to speak up earlier but didn't and tried to keep the peace. Mm. She then went on to address the food menu issue and denied her involvement in the cancellation of the vegan option, but that didn't mean she doesn't support her son's decision. Moreover, she thought it was so responsible of him to make that move because of my continual refusal to see how this stuff is a waste of money. She also pointed out how I kept saying, I paid for it, and said that technically it isn't just my money, it's mine and his because we're getting married. And she suggested I wisen up and get rid of my money, I paid for it mentality. She finally mentioned how bad this whole situation is making me look and said that she and her son already offered a number of compromises that I chose to brush off and decided to make it my weird hill to die on. She said that not only is her son upset, but she and the family are as well after hearing about it and suggested I just agree on their compromise and be done with it. What compromise? They, they canceled everything. That's not a compromise. There's been no olive branch here at all. This pissed me off beyond belief. I responded by letting her know that I'm still standing my ground on this, even if I'll have to call off the whole wedding because of it. Because honestly, this this is just ridiculous. My mom and my dad, they don't even know what to say anymore. Apparently, my fiance saw my response to her. He's with her his mom, and is now trying to call me, but right now I'm waiting on him to get home to see if he's still insisting on the stance he took. I'll update if there's anything adding after we talk. Okay, so if I'm understanding this correctly, your fiancé and his family have no idea what vegans are, and have no respect for the vegan lifestyle that you have chosen, and your family has chosen, and have zero plans to show respect for that lifestyle by offering some kind of food option there, aside from salad. How OP do you not see this giant blinking red flag over every word that comes out of your mouth here? And how do you not see all of these signs that point to the rest of your married life with this dude being hell? Do you think they're suddenly going to respect you? Do you think your fiance, when he becomes your husband, is just going to be like, oh yeah, I totally get it now. I respect your vegan lifestyle. Do you think family dinners with his family are going to be just like magically successful and there's going to be options there and they're all of a sudden going to start respecting you? No. Hell no. Why are you still going through 
with this wedding. The food and him canceling it behind your back and mommy flying in to fight for him are all signs that he and his family are not going to respect you and your family. What else do you possibly need to know to make the decision not to get married? What else could you possibly need to know? It's a complete lack of respect. So no, you are not the astronaut for flipping out on your fiance. I and the rest of the world really hope that you slow down and really examine if this is a marriage that you really want to get into because everything that we're talking about here are bad things. There was no good thing mentioned in this. There's nothing that you're looking forward to here and it's all just like red flag forest. Why would you choose to go under red flag forest, ma'am? Excuse me, ma'am. Why would you do that? I just don't understand please think about it. How is your family not seeing this either? How is your family like, hey, are they going to respect you for, you know, the rest of your life? Is your fiance going to respect you? Is his family going to respect you? Probably not. How are they not speaking up here? They're peacekeepers. I understand the role of a peacekeeper. However, they have a responsibility here to speak up and try to save you from a lifetime of disrespect. Think about it. Just think about it. Think about it. Don't do it. Run. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, and this time we have a relationship advice story for you. This one goes like this. My 27 female boyfriend, 28 male, was acting inappropriately with a female friend, 29 female, and I'm not sure if I'm overreacting. I'm a bit buzzed as I type this, so forgive me for any hours. So I, 27 female, met a handful of my boyfriend's 28 male friends tonight, and we all went bar hopping. He really mostly wanted me to meet his friend who lived out of state. I'll call her C, 29 female. Then I went pretty well for the most part, but I noticed C was pretty handsy with my boyfriend. Like she would hug him a lot and find ways to touch him in some way. I shrugged it off because I didn't want to overthink it. Then eventually, all of us got pretty buzzed and shortly before boyfriend and I left, C was being extra touchy with him near the table where we were sitting at. I was mostly chatting with C's sister, but I had noticed C was hugging my boyfriend for several minutes. Like she had her hands wrapped around his waist and was talking and laughing with him. This lasted so long that even C's sister and my boyfriend's friend were like, um... And C's sister made a comment about how, that's my man, kind of speaking 
for me. I found the whole thing inappropriate and disrespectful. My boyfriend apologized once we got an Uber to his place, but he was so drunk he fell asleep before he could even have a real conversation about it. I was so annoyed that I drove home. I was pretty sobered up at this point. Now I'm home thinking about this and wondered if I overreacted. Any advice? Update. He's been apologetic for the most part and admitted that it was wrong. His excuse? He was drunk and wasn't thinking. Didn't realize it was wrong. I asked him if he and C had ever hooked up or had feelings. He said no. He had C text me herself and apologize, but I don't know how he thought giving her my number without my consent was okay. Not like she will spam me messages, but still. She texted me saying, I was just confiding in him on how I was happy to see him and how I was happy that he was in a relationship. Sure. Which is ironic considering how she disrespected our relationship by her actions. I didn't respond. Didn't have the energy. If you don't have anything nice to say, also, he sent me a screenshot of the text combo he was having with her, but she had mentioned how maybe I was cheated on in the past and that's why I was feeling the way I was. Then he responded, yeah, I can only do so much with her anxiety. Boy, you're gonna run me out of red flags here. Also, she said my sister was joking. And let me tell you, that screenshot pissed me off. I told him they were making it sound like I was the issue and not their behavior. He kept saying that they were in the wrong, but his text with C in the screenshot seemed to say otherwise. He kept trying to convince me she was sorry because she said it and he believed her because they had been friends for years. I don't believe her and I don't know why he doesn't get it. Eventually, he seemed to get irritated with me and said, I can't change the f***ing past. He acted as though this action occurred months ago instead of hours ago. Last thing I want to mention is how he literally was so drunk and out of it, he walked in front of a moving car trying to find our ride. Thankfully, the driver stopped and honked, but that scared me. I mentioned this to him and he said he wasn't looking and that could happen sober or drunk. There's dozens of texts exchanged today, but that's the best summary I have. If anything, this proves that my gut was right to worry about his drinking. Due to the fact that he drinks every time we go out to our restaurant, due to his behavior last night, and due to the fact that he admitted to me today that at times he gets blackout drunk and doesn't remember parts of the night. Girly girl. Why are you in a relationship with this man, huh? I'm sorry. Why are you in a relationship with this boy, huh? We don't really talk about how long OP and her boyfriend have been together here, so we don't know how much time she has invested in this, but <laughs> I'm sure my gut is the same as the rest of yours. Run. This is a preview to the rest of your life. And yeah, it's disrespectful. It was a half-assed apology. If C ever comes back around again, you're going to have to worry. And oh, if there's booze involved, then he's got a scapegoat. And he seems to just be lacking self-control in general. Maybe the worst thing about all of this is that he's made you feel this shitty way. He wasn't just shitty. He was shitty on top of shitty on top of shitty and then blamed the booze for it and now isn't really sorry and says it's in the past and he can't change it. Well, that kind of gives him carte blanche to do whatever the F he wants forever, right? Because after he does it, it's going to be in the past. And if there's booze involved, well, come what may. You don't realize it right now, but you're 27. You get to choose what the rest of your life is going to be like. And if you choose to stay with Brozo here, you are choosing to deal with this kind of shit for the rest of your life. So, what do you want the rest of your life to look like? If it's not this, get out of this. If he doesn't respect you enough to not put you in that situation in the first place, then he doesn't respect you. And I'm guessing that your vision for your future involves being respected by whomever you're with. So, that should be all you need to know.
Hey yo, it's Dusty Thunder, and this is an AITA story from Reddit that we were actually tagged in on TikTok several times with people asking us to cover this. So, here we go. This is, am I the astronaut for telling my brother-in-law to get over himself and quit holding on to a 10-year-old grudge? My brother-in-law, married to my sister, is a general contractor. About 10 years ago, my dad and brother were building a deck at my parents' house. They asked my brother-in-law if they could borrow his skid loader, but he said no. They prepared the ground as best they could without the skid loader, but got to the point where they couldn't go on without it. They went to my sister's house and asked again, but found out my brother-in-law went out of town. They talked my sister into letting them borrow it, so she took them down to his construction lot and they hooked it up to my dad's truck. The next part, I'm not sure of since I don't know much about towing, but from what I was told, dad's truck wasn't big enough or powerful enough to tow the skid loader on the dump trailer, so he lost control and wrecked. The truck, trailer, and skid loader was totaled. The insurance was barely enough to cover the medical costs and the truck. There was none left over to cover brother-in-law's stuff. When he got back into town, he exploded. He threatened to sue, and things just went downhill from there. My parents are not rich, and he wouldn't have gotten anything, so in the end, Sis talked him into letting it go. However, from that day on, he wouldn't have anything to do with our family. He doesn't come for birthdays, holidays, nothing at all. Next month is our parents' 50th anniversary, and we're planning a big family gathering to celebrate. We're also chipping in to send our parents on a cruise to Mexico because they'd never been out of the country. I spoke to Sis about it the other day, and she said that she's coming with the kids, but brother-in-law is not coming. I was fine with that, but when we were discussing their portion of the cruise money, I heard him yelling in the background to deduct their portion from the cost of the skid loader and dump trailer. That pissed me off. So after my call with Sis, I called brother-in-law and told him to get over himself. I told him dad and bro made a mistake, but that was 10 years ago and he needs to let it go. He said he'll let it go when they give him the money he lost. I told him he's an ass for holding on to a grudge and putting money in the way of a family relationship. Sis called me a few minutes ago and said that they're not coming and I was out of line. We argued for a bit and that's where it stands. I don't think I'm wrong for telling him to let go of the past, but they're not coming to the anniversary party, so now I'm not sure. I don't think I'm wrong for telling him to let go of the past, but they're not coming to the anniversary party, so now I'm not sure. Answers to your questions. Let's get something straight. My dad and brother are not bad people. They are good people who made a mistake. They couldn't pay brother-in-law back because he wanted almost $70,000, and again, we're not rich. Dad had to buy another truck because he needed it to go to work. On the other hand, brother-in-law had three other sets of skid loaders and dump trailers on his lot that day, so he could take the financial hit while my parents would be homeless. Brother-in-law and sis are way better off than the rest of us, so while I understand your reasoning of paying brother-in-law back, he doesn't need it. The cruise to Mexico isn't some millionaire trip. The total cost is about $3,000, and it'll take over 20 people to pay for that. Again, we're not rich. We can barely cover $3,000 spread out over 20 people, so there's no way we can pay $70,000. Okay. If someone, without your permission, came and took $70,000 worth of equipment and destroyed it, you would probably be pissed off forever. And OP, it was OP's dad and brother that were the culprits in this. And yes, they made a stupid mistake, but OP's got no dog in this fight. Him getting involved in this at all is dumb. Stay out of it, man. Like he wasn't part of the quarrel. Now he is because he stuck his nose into it. And yeah, the brother-in-law's a contractor. That's his business. Those are tools that he uses to make money. Even though he had other pieces of equipment there, those are also pieces of equipment that he uses to make money. So if he had three others there, if he had four of these setups total, then a quarter of his ability to make revenue with that equipment disappeared. So it's not just the equipment that got destroyed and didn't get replaced. It's a quarter of the revenue that he was making now gone too. That's not the point of all of this though. The point is that OP had no reason for sticking his nose in it. It doesn't matter what OP's opinion is here. And if somebody had hit him for 70 grand, then I'm sure he would be salty about it for a very long time too. 
we all would be. Especially when we had explicitly said that they couldn't use it and they came and did it anyway. OP, yes, you are the astronaut for telling your brother-in-law to get over himself and quit holding a 10-year grudge because it was none of your damn business. Let's see where OP lands on the ASCON scale here. Let's bring it up. As you guys know, ASCON 1 is there's no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. ASCON 2 is you shouldn't have done that, or you definitely shouldn't have done that. But it doesn't make you a terrible person. You probably should have approached that differently is ASCON 3. And at 4, we have you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole, maybe you're not. I'm going to say that OP here is in the ASCON 2 territory because he definitely shouldn't have meddled in this at all. I don't think he's a terrible person because he thinks he's trying to do the right thing for his family, but he's crossing into territory. He's got no business being in, and he definitely shouldn't have done that. Has gone to. Let me know what you guys think. Of course, our life experiences are going to shape our opinions here, and I'm never going to see the same thing that you see. So let me know what you guys see here. What would you do if someone did this to you, took 70 grand worth of stuff that you told them not to use, and destroyed it, and then couldn't replace it? How long would you hang on to that grudge? Hey y'all, it's Dusty Thunder, and I have a follower-submitted AITA story for you here. This one goes like this. Am I the astronaut for making him choose between his fiancée and me? I, 29 female, met a guy through work in February 2020. We hit it off really well. I had just gotten out of a loveless marriage and was really just needing some kind of attention. The guy is 20 years my senior but looks amazing for his age and no one believes he's that old. We both have an extremely high sex drive. Anyway, he is in an open relationship with his fiance, 50 female, who has no interest in sexual activity. In December of 2020, I got pregnant and we had our baby in September of 2021. His fiance loves our baby and treats her like her own. So this is like a, yeah. Okay, we've been in this love triangle situation for almost three years now, but I'm tired of coming in second. Tired of being the baby mama that he still does extracurricular activities with while he goes and plays house elsewhere. Well, in December of this year, I met someone and we went on a date, but I didn't tell my child's father. He found out and lost his mind, asking how I could do that to him when he loves me. Mind you, this was the first time he ever said that he had any type of feelings. He didn't even say it when I had our daughter, and she is his only child. I told him he can't have his cake and eat it too. I'm tired of being second place, so he needs to decide. Am I the astronaut for making him choose between the fiancé he's been with for 10 years and me, the mother of his child, after knowing how the relationship was supposed to be with me on the sidelines? Why would you do this? Why would you get involved with this person? So, you got involved with the guy knowing that he was engaged? or in an open relationship, maybe they weren't engaged yet. No, I'm thinking they were engaged. So when you got involved with a guy who you knew was engaged, you chose to put yourself in a position where you always come in second. You put yourself in that position. Now, there's nothing that says that you have to stay there. I mean, of course he was upset. He had everything he ever wanted. His 50-year-old soulmate fiance, and then he had his, uh, his little lusty doll, which you became, um, and the bearer of his children, which you became as well. And then he's at risk of losing something that he's got right now. So, of course, he's going to lose his shit. This is a really messed up situation, but you kind of put yourself in this situation. The shitty part is that there's a kid involved in this situation now, and even if you do, you know, break free from this 
love triangle that you're in, he's always going to be that kid's dad. So you're always going to have to deal with him somehow. He doesn't have to like it. I mean, he can't expect you to to stay in that position forever. Or maybe he can. I mean, he obviously did. I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. This is, this is all strange. It's all foreign to me. I don't know. The weird part here, though, is that it doesn't sound like you have any feelings for him. I mean, other than the physical attraction, do you care for this guy at all? Like, that's the part that I don't get. Why would you force him to choose? Why would you force him to to make a choice to choose you if you don't even really want him? You know what I mean? You just want the physical part of him. You don't want the emotional side of him. So why why are you making him choose? It sounds like you're making him choose just to prove a point that you can choose something different, which is true. You don't have to stay in this weird-ass situation that you're in right now. You can break free from it. Just know that because you had a kid with this guy who already had a fiancé and it was a love triangle, that it's going to be weird forever. You're not going to shake that. And finding someone who is comfortable with that situation is not impossible. Um, it's just going to take some explaining. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. It's going to take a, a very understanding person to be like, okay, um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm still good. I'm still good. Just, I just need a minute. And then you're going to have to explain why you're not okay with the love triangle moving forward with whoever you will, you end up dating or being with because it ended badly the first time, but they're going to have questions. Just be prepared for that. Just be, be ready for questions. I don't know if you're the asking off for making him choose between his fiance and you because you knew that he had a fiance whenever you got involved with him. What do you guys think? Let me know what you guys think here. This is a, this is a complicated situation and I don't, I don't know how to deal with it. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, and I have another follower-submitted AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for being frustrated with my boyfriend's gaming? I've been with my boyfriend for four years, and we have two beautiful daughters, three years and five months old. Our relationship was really good before kids, and we had our first baby during the COVID lockdown. My partner started gaming a lot during this time. He works from home and speaks to his gaming friends most days and plays every night until sometimes as late as 4 a.m. Even on days I ask to sleep in and he's supposed to get up with the kids. So in the end, most of the time, I get up while he sleeps in until the afternoon. This has been happening for the past two years. He finishes work, takes a nap, then gets up to game. I do everything for him and the kids to the point I'm exhausted and he complains about us no longer being intimate. I feel like he is never present for me, always lets me down, and when we talk, he will be checking his phone or canceling plans to game. Because because of this, my sexual desire for him has diminished. I talked to him yesterday about how I feel and that I would like him to spend more time with his family for an hour after work as the bedtime routine is the most difficult and I'd really appreciate some teamwork and fun before the kids go to sleep. He proceeds to tell me that I am needy and require too much attention to what he can give me. He says he doesn't spend more time with me because I'm always complaining, always have a problem, and that we never have sex, but he loves me and wants to marry me someday. He believes if we have sex more, we will be happier as a couple and everything else will fall into place and that's how he shows love. My love language is acts of service and I don't believe that will make me any happier, just him. Am I the ass not for not wanting to try it his way. Me time is important, but so is balance, especially when you have kids. When you have a family, if you're choosing me time to the detriment of your family, you're making the wrong choice. If you're choosing me time every time, you're just being selfish. If you're choosing me time so often that you're neglecting your spouse or your loved one, you're being selfish. 
If you're choosing me time so often that you are disconnected from your kids, you're a dumbass. And you're selfish. I'm a gamer. I love me some Call of Duty time. However, I have to limit myself in it. It is easy to get sucked into, especially when you when you find like a squad or, or friends that you like to play with. You know, it becomes not just a gaming thing, but it, it becomes like hangout time. However, your friends your squad, whatever, they have to understand and respect that you have responsibilities. And when you have a spouse and when you have a family, you have responsibilities to keep those relationships healthy. That means that you have to allocate time and effort to making those things healthy. You have to water those relationships. Right now, the only thing he's watering is his squad in gaming. He's not watering his relationship at all. Doesn't sound like he's watering his family at all. Not spending time with the kids. Just gaming and that's sad and he's going to regret it someday you op in this in your unique position here aren't going to be able to get through to him probably going to be one of his squad buddies that's going to have to be like hey bro are are you not spending time with your kids are you not spending time with your wife like the game can wait man maybe put it this way ask him what his vision for the future is what does he see for his family what does he see for himself what does he see for the two of you and is choosing gaming every night going to help make that happen is choosing to water your relationship going to make that happen is choosing to spend time with the kids going to make that happen you see where I'm going with this, but if you can somehow help him see that the decisions he's making right now are harming his future, that's the best shot you have of yanking him out of this time suck. And gaming is a huge time suck. You can fall into that time warp and it just hours just disappear. Just poof, gone. So if you are going to be a gamer and a and a husband and a father, you just have to be pretty strict with yourself and religious about, about limiting yourself and about scheduling time intentionally for the things that you actually care about. So he's going to have to prove that he cares about your family and about your relationship. And that's, that's all there is to it. This is not, don't let yourself be convinced that you're always complaining that you're being needy. This is simply a matter of your significant other always choosing something other than your family and your relationship. And sometimes you have to shake a gamer out of that and you might need help doing it. But somehow he's got to see that the choices he's making right now, he's going to regret in the future. That's all there is to that. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.